Hello, 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 beautiful soul. Welcome back to the Soulfully Awakened podcast. It is your host, Nicole, and thank you for being here. How are you? I know it has been a long, long, long time since we have met on the podcast, since I put one out, but I'm here, had the space to do it, and I just really wanted to drop in with you today and just talk about this. So as you saw in the title, it's self-help. Is it really helping? (laughs) And the reason why I want to talk about this is because this has been brought up a lot in the one-on-one mentorships, the containers of soul coaching that I do, working with others, is self-help and feeling so overwhelmed. And I can completely relate to this. When I got on my path over 15 years ago, when you get into the self-help community, the self-awareness, the self-healing, it is wonderful. It's a beautiful segue and gateway into showing you just how capable you are of taking ownership of your own healing journey, your own healing path, and all the wonderful things that that you can do. You don't have to outsource your power. I completely agree with that. But when you're going into it and you're consuming, you're listening to this, you're reading this, you're this person's telling you to do this, um, and you've got all of this energy about do this, do this, do this, do this, it can feel really overwhelming. It could create a perplexity to what should I do? Should I do this? Do I do all of this? What if I do this this way? If I don't do this order, it's not going to work. And I cannot tell you how many people I have worked with that come and they are so energetically frazzled. Their nervous system is so dysregulated, which I would be pretty shocked if you know, not a huge chunk of people listening and even on this planet do not have a dysregulated nervous system on some level. Like uh, it's just really being talked about a lot lately about nervous system regulation, which I think is really, which I think is really great. Um, But there's also this other component of, oh my gosh, there's more work that I have to do. And it doesn't need to feel like that. And so with this self-help, self-healing, self-awareness, community, spirituality, there can feel like there's this undertone, this thread around doing all of these things in order to achieve whatever label you want to say, like enlightenment, unlock my third eye, unlock my gifts to be completely healed, whatever. And you want to try on everything for size because you've this person in this book said oh my god this changed my life this podcast said oh my gosh this changed my life this person you talked to said oh my gosh this changed my life you hear that so much and then you're like oh my god this is life changing for them i want my life changed i'm gonna do this and i think that that is wonderful like you need people out there who are sharing with you tips tools practices and expanding your awareness to show you that it is possible to change your life to transform your life, to heal any, I'm talking any aspect of your life, of your physical self, of your mental, of your spiritual self, of your emotional body, all of those things. I think that is so wonderful. But what happens when we are constantly in consumption mode, we're intaking and we're being very influenced by what it is that we should do and we're trying all the things. Well, 
this is what I see happen. And I experienced this in my own life early on in my journey is you're doing all of the things. You're jumping from this thing to that thing, to meditation, to breath work, to doing yoga, to grounding, to shamanic journeying, to you know, working with crystals and now I got to do this and I got to say affirmations and I got to do a new moon circle, full moon circle, all the things. Okay. Right. A lot. What happens when you are jumping from one thing to the other without digesting it? You are not assimilating it. Therefore you are never, you're not going to embody it. And I don't want to, I don't like to say the terms of never, but I see this so much in my line of work is I'm doing all these things. Okay, well, like, what are you doing? And they list out all the things. And I'm like, you're doing all of this every day. Yes, I'm doing this every day. Okay, like, how long have you been doing it? They tell me how long. Do you feel any positive changes? How do you feel? And they're like, I I mean, I do, but I feel, I don't think it's working because I don't feel that much different. I feel overwhelmed. I feel this, I feel that, or I'm feeling worse. And it's like, okay, like, what if, we simplify your practices. What if we let go of everything that you're currently doing and like let's focus on one thing for the body, one thing for the mind, and one thing for your soulful spiritual self. Let's start there. And then I like I give them like a breakdown of types of things you can do for the physical body. I give them things that they can focus on for the mental. I give them things they can focus on for the spiritual. And then what I invite them to do is look at that list. And we talk about it because I want their input as well. I want to add things to it that they're like, oh, well, what about this? I'm like, all right, cool. Like, put that on there. Um, Then I'm like, okay, for a month, I want you to choose one thing from the mind, one thing from the body, one thing from the spiritual soulful. And I want you to do those three things every single day for the next 30 days. And then we're going to talk about how you're feeling now. And then, then we can add more to those things that we're doing if we're like loving them. And then we can pick one more from each one. And then we create because that's what is going to help you assimilate to digest And then to embody. And embody means it's just dripping and moving through your body. It is in your body. Embodiment means it is in my body. Oh my gosh, like I'm operating from this way. This feels so good. And when we do that, we also help our nervous system to relax. We also calm our mind down. So our mind's not being like, you have to do all of these things, Nicole. If you don't do all of these things, you're behind, you're failing, you're never going to heal. So we got to do them all. Well, then you're, you know, when that mind chatter comes and is telling you those things, well, then that is informing your body. That's informing your nervous system as well. And that's creating a story, a story and a circuitry of overwhelm, chaos, you know, feeling a bit dysregulated, discombobulated, things like that. So yes, I do love the self-help community. I do love, you know, the, the whole premises of it because I think it opens up a gateway, but I do think that it can be a bit overwhelming and not super healing if we don't understand or go into it with the knowingness that I don't have to do everything all the time, every single day, all at once. Or, hey, I've got these five practices. I did them. Oh my God, so awesome. Come the next day, like like I did three of them. 
cool. Like, but most people are like, oh my God, I didn't do these two other ones. Everything is going to not, you know, go according to plan. I'm not going to ascend my energy, (laughs) whatever it is, whatever that thought is, whatever that mental loop is. And that's something else that I really like to look at. I like to see what inner voice is screaming back what it's telling you when you're not doing all of the things that you think you need to do like what is your inner child saying what is your inner teenager saying and I like to look at that and I like to look at those mental loops with my people that I work with and and even myself and I've been doing this work for a long time so when these things happen and I notice that I I can laugh at myself but I understand when you're starting out and working on yourself and whatever it is if you're just wanting to move your energy frequency into a different timeline or if you're really working on a physical tangible 3d issue going on in your body and you're trying to assist your body now I say this, right? I say assist. You're not healing your body. You are providing assistance for your body to heal. Your body is a self-healing mechanism, okay? So I understand that it can be frustrating when that needle is not moving forward and you're not feeling change. And this is where like we have to really look at like, is what I'm doing helping? And look at that. But then we also need to look at as well, what is the undercurrent of subconscious and unconscious programming, energy, belief, self-talk that is coming forward. Because I recently had a chat with a former client who is going through just a lot of different things on all different levels. And one of the things that I pick up, picked up on instantly, energetically, I could see it like I I always before I work with a client I always pray and open myself up to the guidance of God goddess and Jesus always because I want to show up with that embodiment of pure true light and truth tapping into the information and timelines that are going to be most beneficial okay and so I was opening myself up did a prayer and I could clearly see right away upon you know chatting with this person that they say like I'm doing all this this and this 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 their list was long okay and they're like nothing is working nothing is working um and that is the energy current that was working because when this person was showing up to the practices yes they were doing practices that do work that are beneficial to the body that work on a very deep healing level but their subconscious belief was I'm going to do this please work but it's probably not going to work that was the energetic frequency and what I see this look like with somebody when I am like looking at their energy or I am listening to the vibrational undercurrent frequency of their words is I see these like ribbon like frequencies wrapped around them and wrapped around their words and what was wrapped around them and their words was a very low functioning frequency. And this is like not judging this person. Everybody's energy dips and and goes into different like levels. But this person was operating from a a very low frequency. There, there's a lot going on in their energy. They're trying to do, they're like, literally it's like, you know, throwing, 
<laughs> throwing like a stick at the wind and hoping that it sticks and stays floating in the air. This is what it was like. It was like this, I'm going to do this because I have read, I have heard that this heals, that this works, this transforms, and this person felt amazing. I'm going to do it because this is what this said, what I read, blah, blah. But it's really not working for me, but I'm, but they keep doing it anyway. But they have this formulated belief that I'm going to try this, but, but it's always the, but, but it's probably not going to work for me, but I'm probably going to always feel like shit, but I'm probably this, but I'm probably, and, and I could see that. So I share that back. And sometimes the guidance that comes in from, from God and Jesus is a bit blunt because this is what the person may or may not need. Um, I should say, I should say may not. They, they do need it. And it's very, I'm going to tell you, it's extremely uncomfortable for me to want to share that. I know that this is laced in such deep, beautiful wisdom and truth, but it's hard because I, I don't like to make people feel upset. I don't, and I don't want them to think because I know how humans work. I know how the ego rises. And I just don't want them to think like egoically, this is like what I'm doing. But I have to like let that go and let that off because I'm not here doing Nicole's work. I'm here doing God's work. And so I share it and I mirror it back. They come back and I'm going to tell you, it's like a one in, where, in one ear and out the other. They didn't even ponder and just think about what I said they came right back with something that was totally irrelevant to what I was just discussing and so I knew right then and there that this person has not yet fully taken responsibility for their healing path because they're jumping from one thing to the other, this thing, that thing, this thing, and thinking, make it work, make it work, make it work, but it's not working, it's not working, I don't feel better, but make it work, but make it work. And when you're jumping from one thing to another and you're not sitting with it and you're always talking about it, you're doing this, you're showing this, it's like, where is the digestion of it? Where is the sitting with it? Where is the embodiment of it? Where is the experience of what it is that you are uncovering? And right then and there, like after the conversation was done, cleared myself and I just sat, did another prayer, another clearing prayer and literally was just shown to me. Like, I was like, okay, I, I got you. I got you. I understand you, God. Thank you. Like you were showing me that, Yes, I am so, because I felt so open. I felt open. I felt helpful. I was like, oh yeah, like, you know, I will, I will chat with this person because typically I don't do that very often because it's just in the past, a lot of people have abused that open line of communication and I've had to set really strict boundaries around that because it's very leaking and draining to energetic fields, the person who's delivering the healing information. Um, and so I was feeling really open, really kind, really helpful. And all this information, 
the pictures were so vivid being shown to me. <laughs> and it was, it was almost comical now because I'm like, God's like, okay, here we go. Open yourself up and we're going we're gonna to show you. We're going to show you exactly what is going on with this person. We are going to deliver the most concrete way and life-proof evidence that shows that, like, hey, we see what is going on in your life. We see this. We see that. Share this, Nicole, blah, blah, blah. I did. And then nothing, nothing landed. Like, not landed as, like, oh, this doesn't make sense. Like, landed as, like, it floated in one ear out the other and the conversation was just showing me that this person was basically like, I fix me, fix me, help me, help me, help me, you fix me. And that's not how this works. This is not how this works. I have learned this over the past 15 years. And when I say it's comical now, because I'm almost, it's like, oh, haha, like God, Jesus, this is like funny. Like you're like saying, you're showing me like, hey, look, you can give the most beautiful messages, share the most potent healing messages, give great intuitive guidance. But until that person is open and takes responsibility and is receptive to hearing this and getting out of their own way, like it's not going to land and you're just going to spin your wheels and you're going to, you know, invest your energy in something that is not having, you know, a a cycle back to you. And you could be investing your time and energy in, in, in something better serving, more aligning, you know, working with this client that is ready to do the work or working on this PDF or course or project or, or, or whatever it is, or putting together a podcast. And so this also showed me as well. So if you're listening and you're somebody that holds space for other people in a healing capacity, whatever that is, it's you have to unburden yourself for the res- from the responsibility of being responsible for the healing that your client and or groups of people who come to you, you have to unburden yourself. It is not your responsibility to do the healing. It's your responsibility to show up, to hold the space and open yourself up to be a pure channel of unconditional love, light, and the guidance of God, goddess, and Jesus. That is what your responsibility is. When you are called to this path, it is your responsibility to open yourself up in those ways. And you're still doing the healing work on yourself as well. You're discovering things about yourself and you're here to detach your own egoic ways and beliefs and things like that from presenting that energy and pawning it off onto your client. You are here to hold the space. The reason that they're coming to you is because the person finds your vibrational energy as inviting something that is drawing them to you and you are here to take off responsibility that you feel like you have to heal your client. You don't heal your client. Your client heals themselves. Just as you go to somebody else, they don't heal you. They they provide a healing frequency so that you can self-heal, whatever that is. But you have to take the aligned action just as your client has to take the aligned action as well. So 
when you're showing up for yourself, when you are ready to fully see and take full responsibility and to lay it down. And here's another thing I see happen so much. People think that they have to go it all alone. They're, they're pushing through the mud like I'm doing it, I'm muscling through. But they forget that they have a divine connection. Everybody is always divinely connected. And if you don't feel like you're divinely connected, start to find ways that show you that you are connected. Get out in nature. Pray. Ask for a sign. Ask for guidance. If you don't know, say, I don't, I don't know the next step to do. Please give me a sign. Please, please show me. And for my people that are like, well, I ask for signs all the time. I never get one. <laughs> Make something specific. If you're like, show me a cardinal. Okay, I'm just using that as an example because I see one. Show me a cardinal. Show me a cardinal and, and make it so obvious that I can't miss it. Make it the signiest sign, a cardinal. And it, the cardinal will come to you in various ways. Maybe you see a physical cardinal. Maybe you see a cardinal um, in a book or on the TV or somebody says the word cardinal, um, whatever. It can come in many forms. It doesn't always have to come in the shape form of, like if you're talking about an animal, like seeing the physical animal outside of your window. Um, and... You know, just ask. We're always divinely connected. And I think that, like, when I work with people, I'm just helping bring them back home to themselves. I'm helping show them just how able and capable they are. I'm showing them and guiding them that healing happens every single moment, every single breath, in the most mundane ways of living. It doesn't always have to be this perfectly curated way of sitting in silence on your yoga mat with your essential oils pumping and mantra music in the background. Like, yeah, that's well and great and good. But what happens when you can't create that space every single day to drop in? What happens when you're out and about in the world in the bustle or you are a mom of little ones and you're out in the quote-unquote noise of the outside world like how is your healing practice serving you then and and that has been a really big teaching moment for myself that happened years and years ago like I was very into my healing practices very into my healing practice I had so much space to do them it felt it felt amazing and good and then one time on fall break um, my kids wanted to go to, what was it called, like Urban Air or something. And if you've ever been to Urban Air, it's like a kid's nightclub up in there. Like lights and black lights and music and just like noises, like bing, 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 like like just tons of noises. Extremely, it could be very overwhelming, right? And I went there with my sister and her kids too. The kids were having a great time. And let me tell you, when I left there, I got in my car and I was like, I feel so at peace. I feel so good. Like, I don't feel overwhelmed. And I got to practice holding and housing my own inner peace in a quote-unquote what would be considered a very chaotic outside environment. Um, and I was just practicing, you know, quote-unquote, like love bombing people, just like, 
energetically just sending them unconditional love and just being grateful like oh my gosh this is, I'm so grateful that I get to do this with my kids like in the middle of the day like I'm so grateful that I get to stay at home with my kids I'm so grateful my kids are having a blast I'm so grateful my sister is here I'm so grateful that my kids get to play with their cousins and so on and so on and I was able to actually practice spirituality presence and healing outside of my curated, beautiful, quiet, cozy, beautiful smelling essential oil environment. <laughs> and so I just want to talk about that. And like, so if you're somebody that is in like the thick of it, trying to figure out like how to ground yourself, clear your energy, meditate, clear mental loops, eat healthier, detox your body, do a parasite cleanse, whatever the fuck it is. It's okay. Like, let it go. And, and here, here's like a little exercise for you to do. Take out your journal and write down mind as one category, uh, body as another category, soul. And I want you to dump all of the practices that you do and or want to do or like or are interested in into the categories where you think they fall. Does this help the body? Does this help the mind? Does this help the soul? Like whatever it is dump them in there and start small. <laughs> Pick one thing from the mind category, the body category, the soul category, and do each of those every single day for the next 30 days. And then come back and then you tell me how you feel after that. Even if you are a novice, you've been doing this for a fucking long time. Like, Nicole, I don't need this. I got my practices down. I invite you into simplifying your practices. Let's see how your ego screams out and maybe is like, I don't fucking need this. I, I'm going to keep doing my 10 practices. Who is she to tell me, blah, blah, blah. I need this. I need this. I need this. That right there for me would be an invitation to be like, wow, I'm really fucking attached to my practices. I'm really fucking attached to doing it this way. And I can say this and I can laugh about it because when my youngest came earthside 20 months ago, she has been the biggest teacher and showing me how to work my business, to work my own healing path and journey, to working all aspects of myself and having me detach from the old way to open myself up to flowing with the new way. And I, I do share this from time to time on my Instagram stories about like, hey, like teaching moments, something that I just learned and about a new way of working because she is such a teacher and I've had to surrender so deeply and it really triggered me a lot, which was interesting. So I'm like, I've been doing this work for 15 years and <laughs> having another child has deeply triggered me. Like, what the fuck? because I wanted her totally so grateful but it triggered me because I was like I don't have as much freedom to do my practices I can't stop and record podcasts when I want I can't have client sessions whenever I want during the day now I have to have if I have to line up a babysitter I have to wait till my husband's home I can't create and do what I want when I want I can't meditate you know, whenever I want, I can't do coffee enemas alone or in peace, whatever, like all the old ways that Nicole was living and that served me so good. I was being called to shift because that old version, even though I was a mom, my kids were older. 
they were like, you know, in school, they had social lives. Because if you know, if you know, if you've been listening to my podcast, you know, my kids have huge age gaps. My oldest is 18 to start his first year of college. My middle one is 15. She's a sophomore in high school. And then I have a beautiful, hilarious, wildly smart, kind, loving 20 month old. So <laughs> big, big, wildly spread out age gaps, right? But it's it's wonderful. I love it. Um, but, you know, she really taught me, my 20-month-old, that like, yes, you need to let this go. Because like I said, even though I was a mom, I was kind of in that like, almost like maiden kind of energy. Because yes, I was still mothering. My kids were older, so I had a lot more space to play and explore, rediscover myself. And then I got thrust into this portal that I didn't really realize. I thought like, I'm having another baby. I'm going to make this work. I'm going to be doing work with the baby on my hip. I can do this. I got this. Um, And it was like, you do got this, but (laughs) you're going to have to do it a different way. The way that you think you're going to do it is not the way that you're going to do it. You're going to have to let go of attachment. You're going to have to let go of expectations. And I did. I really had to. And it took me a while because I was triggered that I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do when I wanted to do them. So hello, Hi, inner teenager, getting mad. So that was the introduction of me going, being like, oh, shit. Hi, inner teenager. Oh, it's time for us to do work now. Like, I've been doing inner child work for a very long time. Like, she's good. I love her. Oh, we're going to work on the inner teenager. (laughs) So that brought me into that. And it's been... It's been a beautiful like healing experience of doing that. So basically what this is whole wrapping up into is basically can you go out and about in the world and and maintain that energy of whatever you think your practices are creating for you because that's the real test of your tools and practices is because <laughs> You can't. You can do this. You can do this if you want. You can hold yourself up in your house, become a hermit, reclusive, never come out, Instacart, DoorDash, everything to you, and and never see a single soul, if that's what you want. Um, humans like community. Humans thrive on touch. Humans thrive on connection, communication. So. I would say if you're going to hermit hole up like that, like there are going to be some certain aspects of your psyche that are going to be longing for connection, communication, unconditional love, someone to look into your eyes, things like that. But what I'm saying is, let's say like, okay, like you have to go out into the world. You have to go to a busy mall. You need some new pants. Your kid needs shoes. Or you want to go out to a really nice dinner and you're going to have to be among people. Do your practices serve you when you're out and among people? Do they serve you? Do you feel inner peace? Whatever it is you're trying to achieve with your practices, are they giving you the tangible life proof of feeling it when you're out and about in the world? Because we can all harness it, cultivate it when we're alone and we have our perfect, perfect, perfect space cultivated, curated, created for us. But when you're out and about in the world, the the world is your altar, is your sacred altar. It really is. So when you're out and about in the world and someone's triggering you, how do you respond? When someone cuts you off in traffic, how do you respond? If you're 
going out to eat and there's an hour wait, how are you going to respond? If you go to get a pair of shoes and they're out of your size and you had to drive 30 minutes out of your way to get it, how are you going to respond? Like all these things, these are all teaching moments and lessons. And this is just circling back to that thread of responsibility and just being responsible for yourself in your own healing journey and just showing up for yourself. The show up is where the glow up is. And I always say this, I've been saying this for years. If you want to glow up, you got to show up. And when you show up, you can glow up. And showing up means not just showing up and like going through the motions. Showing up means being really invested in what you're doing really invested in what you're doing and the glow up comes from the integration the assimilation the digestion and then the embodiment and then we discard all of the rest we let all the rest go you know so like when you're working with your shadow and I have and I'm probably gonna do a podcast about this because it's so deep because my relationship with shadow work has really changed because you hear so much people talk about integrate your shadow integrate your shadow and I think that there's a piece that they're missing to truly bring home for you you know you don't want to integrate the shadow you want to integrate the experience the medicine and the healing message that you got from doing the shadow work okay because they always talk about shadow work, like own your shadow, own your shadow. You're judgy and gossipy, own your shadow. So you're just be like, oh, okay, I own that. Like I am judgment and I have, I gossip a lot. Like, yeah, you probably do, but what are you going to fucking do to heal it? Because you need to heal it. I mean, you, what you take from that is the medicine, the experience and the, the healing message from it and, and find out like, why, why am I so gossipy and judgmental? And then you start to notice when you do it. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it again. What is it about this person that's triggering me? And you do the work and you do that. You don't just integrate the shadow to integrate the shadow and be like, this is part of my darkness. (laughs) That is a very um, dark programming. And I'll probably get more into that because I used to think that you had to integrate your shadow, like own it, integrate it, it's part of you, blah, 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 blah. And one time I brought this up to somebody who was leading a shadow work thing. And I was like, why would we want to integrate the shadow? Like if you know that you're judgmental, why would you want to integrate that aspect of you? Why, like, wouldn't it be better to like heal it and integrate the the learning, the experience, medicine, whatever from that. So then you're no longer judging. And she was like, no, like she told me I was wrong, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, like whatever. She's been doing this for 20 plus years. Maybe I am wrong. And then I ran across another teacher years later. And I told her that because she talked about shadow work the way that I felt about it. Um, And I brought it up to her. I said, hey, well, I brought this up one time to this person and they told me I was wrong, but I always felt like this is how it should be the way that you're speaking about it. And she was like, absolutely. She was like, your intuition, your higher self knew. She's like, please never negate that ever again. Don't ever do that. She was like, you're very tapped in, tuned in. Please listen to that. And then once that was said to me, I was like, whatever I feel intuitively, I'm going to fucking listen to that, regardless of what's being taught to the masses. So I'll do, I'll do a podcast on that at some point. Um, probably going to be a very triggering one for people who are very invested in shadow work and a way of thinking about it, but I'm just going to share my perspective. But anyway, 
I hope that this podcast episode made sense, makes sense. Um, I know I talked about a little, lot, a lot, a lot of different things, but I just wanted to share this with you guys and just jump on here and spend, I don't know, 35 minutes with you just weaving in and out of energies and conversation and, and planting seeds and helping you to awaken deeper to yourself and just opening up your own curiosity and peaking that. So thank you for being here with me today. Hopefully I will start creating more podcasts more frequently, but I appreciate you tuning in and listening wherever you are in the world today. If working with me ever calls to you, please just reach out to me. I'll put my email here and there are different ways you can work with me. One-on-one, three-month soul coaching containers, um, womb wisdom, healing and activation, uh, holistic health coaching, just different various ways that you can work with me. So if you're ever inclined or called to work with me and you want more information, please do send me an email. I always get back to people. But that is it for today. And I will talk to you in the next podcast. Have a beautiful day.